time to say hello to the general manager of the Calgary Flames. He joins us uh, live here in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. Hello, Mr. Uh, Brad Trilliving is with us. Hi, Tree. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, how was uh, how was today for you overall? Um, it was about as expected. Um, you know, it was it was a normal deadline. You know, it's it's busy. It it gets a little uh, busier as the day goes along. Um, you're talking about things, but you know, today's sort of a you know sort of the finality of what you've been talking about for you know the last several weeks or months. And uh, so I would say it was normal course. Um, you know, where where we were at, you know, as I talked about earlier today in the availability is, you know, where our team sits right now and where it's really following it for the last several weeks and months, um, it just wasn't, you know, an option for us to start chasing things with any high asset or draft pick or young prospect for, for short-term gain, you know. Um, and so we looked at other options. We looked long term is there is there is there significant returns that we can get um for players um you know and and we came to the conclusion right now that uh, you know we are where we are um we're going to take a long-term view of this and and not you know chase out draft picks and, and yeah. young players here for for short-term games so i i had a sense it was going to go this way for the last several weeks and this is where we were at safe to say <coughs> that you know when it when it comes to the other side of it and and maybe moving out roster prices we've seen some really high uh prices paid prior safe to say that maybe they weren't there as we moved closer to uh today's deadline well i don't know if it was even closer we were we were talking about situations like that over the course of the last several weeks okay. and uh like i said if you if you look at those you know, there's specific players or, you know, that specific teams wanted um, for certain prices. And, uh, you know, so we were well, well aware of what was going on within the market. Um, and as I said earlier, a lot of those things, if you look at it, apart from, um, you know, a player here or there, the majority of those of those players are on expiring contracts. Yep. And, uh, and even if they were controllable assets, if you look at, you know, the player of the Tampa acquired it's in this it's an expiring contract so um you know those are it really got that feel early on in the game that this was there was a lot of you know as as i've said time and time again the majority of moves being made um at this time of the year is is it's a rental market uh now the volatility of the market and the the prices that were being paid and the amount of draft capital that was that was changing hands um is more than i've seen in my time um is that is that a sign of things to come is that a one-off i think it's a one-off but we'll see would you uh when you classify this you think the the your your nhl group as you push for a playoff spot do you feel like you got better uh with the moves today I did, and that's no disrespect to the to the to the to the players that left. Um, you know, I look at Troy uh, with with Mike Stone's injury. Um, you know, Troy's a is a, is a is an experienced NHL player. He's a right shot. Um, I think in a lot of ways he complements. You know, Daryl will sort that, and the staff will sort that out. But I think in a lot of ways he complements um, Nikita. Um, you know, he's a competitive guy. He fits sort of with our DNA. Um, he's got some experience, um, and, and whether he goes in there, I think Dennis has come up and, and done a real good job. Um, you know, Connor, 
you know, just Connor would hadn't been playing, you know, at the end of the day, and and uh, you know, wish we wish him all the well. But I think I think we got we got deeper on the blue line, and I said Nick is Nick Nick's an interesting guy, um, you know, a real high draft pick. We've known him back since his junior days in Peterborough. Um, he's shown flashes. Yeah. You know, he's a big man. He's a real unique player. He's a big man with a lot of skill, a lot of snarl. It's just a consistency factor of being able to do it. And, uh, you know, as I talked to him today, we've got 20 games left. He's got 20 games left. Um, we're hoping that he can come in here and give us a shot. He's, you know, what I always feel like is a dangerous person is a, is a, is a player playing in the last year of their contract and trying to prove something. And, uh, you know, uh, that's what we're looking for, for Nick to come in here and give us, uh, give us as much as he can down the stretch and hopefully make us better. So, what uh, and I know you're asked about this, but as you're going through making and negotiating this deal with Arizona, and you know that that Brett Ritchie might be going back, like does that do, does that pop into your mind? They're like, oh, geez, like I might be making history with the first, F, or are you even thinking about? Well, that you're focused on hockey only. Well, you're you're hey, listen, you know the names, and you're like, this is a little bit odd. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if it would be <clears throat> the first. You know, Army and I were talking, and we kind of brought it up, like the. Has this ever happened before? I'm like, I, don't, I don't know. Um, so I said, there's, you know, a lot of Sutter brothers. I'm sure one of them has been traded for each other. But um, as it turns out, it wasn't. But, you know, everybody was looking for, you know, like I said, we were we were seeing if there's ways that we could work around the edges. Um, you know, Brett's, Brett's filled a real good role for us over the last couple of years. I like Brett a lot. Um, the emergence of Walker Dewar on that right side, I think, has allowed us to look you know, look and, and do something else. Um, like I said, Nick's got the ability to play both sides, but he's a left shot. Um, you know, we just felt that this, is, you know, between him and Troy, this is, would give us a little uh, a little bit of a boost down the stretch. Brad, is it fair to say, because, you know, taking calls after every game, there's a lot of, well, they need to go out go, go out and get another core piece. Go out yeah. and get a, a 25-year-old who can score 50 or uh, a number one defenseman. And I don't think that's impossible, nope. but it's also not always right there for any general manager to just go do would it be safe to say that those type of moves are less likely in season around deadline time perhaps if that if that were to happen off season is usually when that happens yeah for the most part um listen you explore all those and 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 i've i've been public about it pat of saying we've trying to improve our forward group all year um the price has got to fit. Uh, the player's got to fit. There's always unique circumstances. Not excuses, but they're unique circumstances. You know, there's there's players that, you know, are going to cost a great deal. You maybe see if there's a chance to extend them. Um, and maybe that this isn't a place where they want to extend. All those circumstances come into play with certain players that are on the market that you do a lot of diligence on uh, throughout the year. So, um, yeah, it's it's... What you find at the deadline is um, it's a it's a buy sell market, right? Um, and what I mean by that is 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 you're not, you know, the teams that are solidly in the playoffs, they're not looking to move anything off their roster. So when you're looking to make significant change to your team, that's why you see a lot more of it happen at the at in the off season. Is now you're opening up the field to 31 other teams versus limiting yourself to maybe non-playoff teams or. Um, or shortening, you know, shortening the, the the amount of teams that you can talk to. Those that are solidly in the playoffs, they're looking to add. They're not necessarily looking to take anything off their team. They're looking to add. They're, they're looking to, you know, 
part with futures. Um, so those more dramatic tra trades you see, at, you know, you, you do see the, the odd hockey deal at this time of the year. Um, but experience um, over the years has shown that uh, those bigger deals happen in the offseason. Brad Trilliving's with us, general manager of the Calgary Flames <coughs> here on deadline day. How would you, if you go back to last year mm -hmm. and, and you, to Foley and Yarn Croak brought in and you were able to augment your team and make them better for that season, this year, different situation. How would, how would you classify just how you look at where you are three-quarters of the way through the season? What would be the, the best way to evaluate it in your mind? Well, we're not where we expect it to be. We're not where we think, um, you know, this team is capable of being, but we are where we are. And uh, you have to you have to deal in reality, and uh, um, that's just you know you are you know, as the old line says you are what your record shows. But I don't see this as a team that's you know we are where we are in the standings. I think as I said today, I think it's a good team that's underperformed, and uh, um, <clears throat> I I think we try to do a real you know we try to be real honest with ourselves of where our team's at. Um, and that led us to today to say, okay, you know, do we need to chase something here right now and give us a, you know, give us a little boost? Um, just we haven't performed to the to that level. Now, having said all that, um, we still think we're capable. Uh, now, we know there's it's an uphill climb where nobody's nobody's denying that, and and we've seen, you know, as recently as um, this last week, there's there's countless games that you can go back this week go back through the last four or five months um, where we've left points on the table. You know, that's in the, that's in the past. Now we have to focus on the next 20 games. Um, cliche as it sounds, one at a time and try to amass as many points as we can. But, um, you know, where we are today and the record and, 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 and some of the disappointment that we've had uh, led us to, to doing, you know, or not doing some of the things that we did today. So um, I spoke to the team Leading up to the deadline, I, I said the same thing. We, I believe in this group. I really do. And uh, um, we haven't performed to the to the to to the um, to the level that I think we're capable of. I'm not about to do an autopsy here after 62 games. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll get to that when when the season's completed. But to me, what the message was was, you know, you gotta you gotta quit carrying around everything that's happened in 62 games. Focus on whatever that we got left put our best put forward and, and, and see where it goes. And, uh, you know, I said, we've, we've shown over stretches that we're capable of, of playing really good hockey. Uh, I was really, you know, I thought Marky, that might've been, no, it might've been, I thought that was his best, best performance of the season. So let's get geared up here and, and, uh, you know, the next six weeks, um, play our very, very best and, and, and we'll let the chips fall where they may. A couple, couple more housekeeping items and kind of clerical things, but on the on the Oliver Shillington front, mm -hmm. I know you addressed it when you spoke to us at large. <coughs> just Excuse one me. of those. Oh, all good. Excuse me. Just one of those situations where at this point, probably the the time has passed for him to be able to get back and, and up to speed at an NHL level. I think that's fair, Pat. I mean, um, you know, there's two things. There's, I guess, there's two parts to the equation. You know, there's Oliver's situation he's dealing with. Um, you know he's he's still dealing with that, um, and then you look at it and say, okay, if, if Oliver was to show up today, you know, we're March third, and you know it's it's you're jumping in the fast lane. That's just not you know it's just not 
realistic to think you're going to just show up and jump into, yep. you know, games going a million miles an hour here. So we'll continue to, you know, um, stay in touch and communicate and support Oliver as best we can. But uh, the reality is it, it, it doesn't it doesn't appear he'd be he'd be a player for this year. Pelche and Dewar, we, we expect them to come back up after they, they've been assigned to the American League prior to the deadline. Does the four recall rule still exist? It still re- okay. exists. And you no. still hate it? Yeah, it still sucks, <laughs> but it's still here, and it'll be here for the end of time. And so that means you got two quote-unquote regular recalls Two left. regular recalls okay. remaining, yeah. And then, you you know, you've, you've got emergency conditions and those right. things, but, uh, yeah, we've got two recalls remaining. And finally, are, is, is Michael Stone expected back – at any point this yep. season, we do we do anticipate at this point, you know, hopefully barring any setbacks, um, you know, he's going to be a little bit of time, but we do we do anticipate that he'd be back before the end of the regular season. Okay, appreciate the time, Tree. Okay, guys, uh, thank you so much for doing this. You bet. Thanks, guys.